There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. No question about it. Let me know when uh, Mr. Capel is ready to go. We are all if set. If you would. Oh, we're all set to go? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our almost completely true love story will be available on December 8th, 2023 on major streaming platforms, including Amazon Instant, Apple TV, Vimeo, Google Play, Voodoo, Hoopla, as well as uh, most cable providers across the United States and Canada. Please welcome our very special guest, Mr. Bernie Capel. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing so well. I'm so grateful for my life. I'm how old am I? What did I say there? It's uh, <laughs> 90. Well, I'm 90. Holy mackerel. Well, there's nothing wrong with being yeah, 90 I'm, years old. Uh, yeah. Bernie, I got to tell you something up front. Uh, you and I are connected, uh, and you don't even know this because I've never told you this before. Even though I've talked to you before, and you've always done a great interview, I'll only take about 30 seconds here. My name is Tom Bernard, but it's spelled B-A-R-L-A-R-D. I, like I love your last name. Thank you, sir. Well... I moved to New York in uh, 1978 or nine, something like that. And uh, so everybody shortened my name from Bernard to Bernie. It wasn't Barney. It was Bernie. They called me Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. And then about there two weeks know. into that, Mr. Capel, my name was just Capel. So I went from Tom Bernard to Bernie <laughs> to Bernie Capel to just Capel. So I used your name for a long time. So how have you been, sir? I've been so fine. Uh, I've loved doggies. I've got three doggies. And I just got a little puppy. Ever since I was a, a, a kid, I've been nuts about dogs. And uh, the, the, puppy got, was, well, pup, the puppy is a, um, a mutt, but very, very smart. No <laughs> question. Loves to have her belly rubbed. The almost completely true story is based on the courtship, relationship, and marriage of Marriott Hartley, Ride the High Country, Incredible Hulk TV series, and her husband, actor-producer Jerry Soroka. From Godspell, their screenplay tells the slightly fictionalized details of their later-in-life romance and marriage. Well, that's very sweet. It is very sweet. and I've known Marriott uh, since the early 60s. and we, uh, we work together. Uh, and... Uh, they're neighbors of mine, and they, they live just a few blocks away from me in Tarzana. And uh, we see each other all the time. But Mariette, Mariette is just uh, with that cello-like voice and a wonderful actress. And she did a, a one-woman show not too far away from here. 
That's a wonderful thing. Mr. Capel, did you, when you started on, you know, the Love Boat, uh, so was that 1976, I guess you got the job, 77 is the first season. Did you guys ever, ever see it coming, how big that show, that show was huge. It still is. That's, that's yeah. the amazing thing about it. Uh, Dickie Van Patten was the original doctor on uh, Love Boat. Oh, by the way, we got the worst review uh, it's going to sink like the Titanic. This is what the ungenerous uh, reviewer of the L.A. Times uh, wrote. So, but we've been going on for um, 13 years, 13 years, and we changed the way that people take cruises. You pack and unpack once, and, uh, and the world comes to you. And Do you it's think- so easy, so easy. I, I was in the Navy before before Love Boat. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, I was on the on the Iowa, the beautiful battleship USS Iowa. I was drafted, and uh, I went all all over the world in peacetime in between the Korean situation and Vietnam. Uh, God, well, thank you, <laughs> sir. Thank you for your service. That's phenomenal. They made me, because of my background at NYU, they made me a librarian, believe it or not. So I read my face off uh, (laughs) on the Iowa. And then, what was it, 30 years later, I got the love boat. Because Dickie Mm -hmm. Van Patten was under contract to ABC, and they moved him into uh, Eight is Enough, and they opened, opened it up for people to audition, so I auditioned with a whole bunch of other people, and I got it! Yippee! I got it! <laughs> and I'm still very much involved with with the princess. Matter of fact, my wife and I are taking a cruise uh, in a couple of weeks. And oh, one ship, one ship, thank you, one ship is named after, I, I'm the godfather of the regal princess. So, um, I loved I loved those ships. Loved those ships. Bernie, do you think that show, The Love Boat, was so popular because for a lot of people, including the poorest of the poor, could watch that show and kind of feel what it was like to be on a cruise ship? A lot of people have, have never gotten that opportunity. Well, we taught we taught the world how to how to cruise. They, they, before Love Boat, we used to people would just the ships would go out half full a third full mm-hmm. and pay a ton of money and now it's very reasonable and the world just comes to you and uh, food uh, you know when I, I entertain on the ship <laughs> the first thing I ask people is, are you getting enough to eat of course you have the buffet all day long you have all kinds of different food or if you want to go to the specialty restaurants Anyway, coming back to uh, to our, our our show here, our, our, uh, our almost completely true love story. I saw yeah. the film, and it was great fun. And they used they used my tennis court for a little piece of it. Just, and there's always being with wonderful actors and actresses, but especially Marriott. Marriott is a darling lady who I have loved for so long and always
always great to be with her. It's a wonderful thing. Our almost completely true love story will be available on December 8th, 2023 on major streaming platforms, including Amazon Instant, Apple TV, Vimeo, Google Play, Vudu, and Hoopla, as well as most cable providers across the United States and Canada. Mr. Capel, even though I, I stole your name when I lived in New York, well, I didn't steal it. They gave it to me, but I've always been a big fan, and I appreciate the time you spent with us this morning, sir. Well, Bernie... A pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> a pleasure to be with you, kiddo. Thank you, sir. Come back soon. Have a great day. Thank you. All the best. Bye. Bernie Capel, that guy, what a what a nice man. I've interviewed him over the years many, many, many times. And you know, I got so we're we're disconnected, correct? Yes. It just it makes me a little sad because he sounds a lot older than even the last time I talked to him just a couple of years ago. But he's what did he say? He was 90 now. He said he yeah. was 90. Yeah. Very sweet guy. He's always been a very, very nice guy. Very smart man, by the way. He's a highly intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know he had that uh, service uh, back in the, was it Vietnam era he was talking about, pretty much? Yep. And then getting a puppy right now. That's puppy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh, just hope well, it's a well-behaved yeah. puppy. Because, yeah, at 90 years old, trying to chase around a little energetic puppy. Oh, my goodness. I'm, like, debating if I can ever get a puppy again. Like, I might always just adopt, like, two-year-old dogs. Like, a puppy. That's impressive. You know, that's a really good point, actually. It's like, I'm 90. I think I'll get a new puppy. You're expected to live, what, about another 10 years? Because dogs usually yeah. live about 10, 11, 12 years, most of them, don't they? Yeah. yeah well, so. I mean, like, my grandma doesn't have any dogs right now and that she doesn't want to get any dogs because of that mm-hmm. but i just oh. want to be like get a dog because you know i'll take like I'll, someone will take it like you know what i mean like yeah. i just don't it'd be hard to just live without a dog when you've had a dog your whole life and is, oh. would there be anything more adorable than like bernie and his little puppy at a dog park oh. as he's trying to <laughs> run and corral it yeah <laughs> See, that's what I love about it. That's a great take because that's what it is. You see Bernie Capel walking his little puppy. He's 90 years old. The dog's about six months old. I, I just, that's why I love having guests on. I don't care if they're, we've had guests as young as I think seven. This kid was walking in a park and he found this massive amount of money. He was a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was a bank robbery or what the hell it was. But so I've interviewed people from seven years old and to 100 years old, actually. I think Sid, the last time I interviewed him was though nine. I think it was ninety eight. The last time I talked to Sid on the show, but see, I love that. I like talking to all generations. This generational divide that everybody loves to talk about and all the rest of it. I don't really feel that at all. I don't really give a rat's ass how young or how old you are. Yeah. You're an interesting person, right. right? The only person I don't like talking to is Brad Blanks. <laughs> I agree. Brad Blanks is horrible to talk to. I don't know what the. <laughs> Okay, now here we go. He's got the headphones. He's on the show. Uh, professional. Look professional. At him. We're never going to let you. You got to come on at least once a month, man. You can't yeah, be just. Oh, no, no, it. Tom, I know. And I, I profusely apologize. Uh, Your fault. Yeah, I've, I've been. Like, I blame that actor's strike. Like, I've been, yeah, down in the dumps yeah. and I can't do what yeah. I'm born to do, which is shove a microphone in an actor's face and try to get, you know, a, a rise, something interesting, <laughs> trying to make them more entertaining. You know, like, Hollywood uh, should hire me. Yeah. <laughs> they should. Brad Blanks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we we just yesterday listened to the Brad Blanks um, standing up talking to uh, a couple of Hollywood stars, Jennifer Aniston and Adam. Uh, what a year. Uh, what a year. It's amazing that you can do something in 2011 yep. and in 2023 
it's it, in some ways it's helped my career in a weird was, weird way. Yeah, that was that long ago. Madness. Oh, you 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 had that interview like the day after I did it, and um, <laughs> I, you, you know what I mean. And little did we know it had turned into this mess. Um, and you were onto it early because you did you did see it. You know, as you're sitting there, you know, trying to get yourself to sleep, uh, you know, insomnia, or you're watching that true TV show that, yes. you know, funniest moments or something like that. And they yep. had the clip that they paid me a paltry $500 for and then oh. proceeded to repeat <laughs> that television show like uh, 10,000 times. Anyway, uh, 500 yeah. bucks, huh? That yeah, clip, Brad, bucks. I feel like every two weeks it's in my algorithm somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's broken like, the algorithm, right? Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> your your description gets funnier and funnier. It's like large Aussie, sta- you know, yeah. scare yeah. celeb or like it's just. <laughs> well, it's it's really nice. Yeah, obviously no one attributes it to me, but no. I, I don't get hit up. Everyone, but in the comments, I have friends that I swear, people I haven't known for 30 years from college uh, are, are right in the comments. That's Brad Blake's. You yeah. should attribute him. Yeah. Like, the really nice people are sticking up for me out there. I and love I'm it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of lovely Minnesotans are like, that's Brad Blake's. He's been on with Tom. He was on Kate. You for 20 years you've got to say who he is yeah to, to like this to like a like a site like puberty yeah uh, on instagram that has like 30 million followers that no one's reading the comments and feeling sorry for me but i'm just happy that my big fat head is getting some um you know acclaim and and there was all the, the i think the what's the word of the year authentic authentic there was some authenticity in my um my ending in that video i was actually very Sad and you know, I knew it was a great bit, but I also yeah. uh, I knew, oh shit, yeah, I'm getting abused again for being a big tall bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or getting in the way, you know. So um uh, that was great. It's been a great a great year in watching that unfold. Because how tall you know, are you, Brad? I'm six foot five, but look, I, I I poured some gravy on the chicken in that bit. I knew as I was on on, I'd, I'd practiced that maneuver a few times on a few red carpets where. <laughs> Um, I actually interviewed uh, previously Oliver Stone on my knees in a media scrum, and um, and I, I found it quite enjoyable from a, a comedy perspective. Um, and then because the and I did it to Bradley Cooper as well, and he asked, "What am I doing down there?" Um, but nothing like what happened with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Anderson yeah. because when I stood up, I always loved those shows from uh, those t- those black and white Dracula movies from mm-hmm. the fifties or the sixties, and I loved how Dracula would rise. You know, if he, if remember yeah. he would just rise slowly. I said, I'm going to do that. And I rose so slowly <laughs> for them, but consistently. And it, and I, as I was doing it, I'm going, oh, if the camera catches this, this is going to be hilarious because it was cons- a consistent rise that didn't stop. And I even, and I went on my tippy toes, but you can't see my toes. You know, I've got a media scrum around me. So I went to about six foot eight. And <laughs> as I was going up, when I actually got my eye level to about the, 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 the six foot thing, I went, Holy crap! I'm a full foot taller than Sandler and Addison here, and I just kept on going, you know. And uh, and I'm towering over them. Yeah, you know, if I had a fallen on Aniston, I would have killed her. You know, like <laughs> that, that blows my mind because I just would have assumed based off of his reaction that you were seven feet yeah. tall, oh, three hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, the, the and, and the craziness about that, it was a lot of people say in the comments that it takes them back to him as Happy Gilmore. And of course, mm-hmm. and, and they started saying one character and I had to go back and check Happy Gilmore again. And it was the Jaws character from James Bond that they were that I somehow resembled. And it's when um, uh, Shooter McGavin turns around and sees Jaws overlooking him and uh yeah. a lot of people say that was the same similar look to what sandler had so uh, look sandler had look ricky ricky gervais has a fascination with my round head and sandler had a fascination with my height and monstrosity <laughs> i guess uh, of the human but yeah. it does show you how clever that adam sandler is because yeah. you were in a thatched hut interviewing yes. them That's and right. he looked up yeah. at the thatch roof and said put your hat yeah. on and get out of here yeah, yeah. Was, it was in a an amazing line. And, and, and you got to remember, Tom, you know, I'm a one-man operation and my cameramen are usually like a mate of mine who I buy a beer for afterwards who's an accountant, right? So we're not running a professional gig over here in the Brad Blanks world. But so my cameraman, he, if you catch, catch that, he perfectly panned up. And, and it's like the, the most perfect pan for a payoff of a joke. Like, he goes, put your hat on and get out of there. And then, then the camera just goes up to the actual tiki. I'm like, <laughs> and when you watch that, it's like, it's it's perfect filmmaking there from this guy that's never held a camera in his life. You know? <laughs> 11 so, years ago, that was already. That's yeah. amazing. That time went by yeah. very quickly. My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm discovering this whole viral game. I know Brittany's a guru on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm, I'm just trying to feed this algorithm beast and... Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had the, the weirdest thing. More people have seen me this year. Obviously, people, a lot of people listened to me for 20 years with yourself, Tom, and uh, on the Scott and Todd show and PLJ. I was on every day sure. there, a yeah. part of the show. And then I went to Scott Shannon at CBS for nine years. But I've had more feedback from a visual point of view over, uh, this year. And it's uh, it's it's bizarre. That, yeah, that Harrison Ford video I didn't think would, would work. I put that up. And that was from like 2000 and maybe even 10, 2010, where he just goes silent on me for a good, you know, 15 awkward seconds. And, <laughs> he uh, does that. And, yeah, he does that. And, and, and people, people seem to enjoy that. And people were angry with me in that because they thought I was being a bastard to Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Um, so, well, yeah, it's good when you divide the crowd. <laughs> I'd just be trying to be just a decent human, you know, um, but people really love their movie stars. I'm really glad you brought that up because have you ever interviewed Joaquin Phoenix? He's got Napoleon out now. Oh, it's doing very oh, well, but I heard he's a bitch to interview. Yeah, I'd love to interview him. Um, he'd be Look, I watched that um, documentary he made. That's got to be about 12 years ago, and I watched it really hard to try and figure it out because it's you know he, he was crossing over into the world i do and back and mm-hmm. forth and it all, all culminated in that dave letterman interview uh that where dave letterman didn't know that it was a bit and letterman you know, like any good radio host or tv host should do is this is my show i control the bits not you mm-hmm. and i think letterman was was very up- upset with what wakeem had come on and turned that into his own performance art so when you find out like, i think joaquin's come out and said the whole documentary was a, a scam or well, was acting none of right. it was a doco um but i'd still love to interview yeah you'd hope that he would get it because the, the best part about interviewing these people is when they get that they are 
in my bit. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. they know what I'm about. I'm not there trying to, you know, a guy again last night who doesn't know me, oh, so you're a journalist. I said, I'm not a journalist. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like I, 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 if, if people think I'm a journalist, God bless you. Because, you know, and, and I like that I'm speaking normally and slow and I sound like a hard-hitting journalist as I speak now, but I'm a fool. I'm trying to, Hey, and I, there's many, and, and as you know, Tom, there's been many in, incarnations of what my performances are. And, you know, some, you know, if I, I, I might get serious at some stage to try and get more out of it, but I'm always trying to go for the joke or make the person I'm interviewing funny. You know, my interviews live or die by the fact that they're entertaining and hopefully funny, you know, and, and if I'm not being funny, I hope they are. So, you know, um, I've got to keep underlining that fact that that I'm I'm out there trying to create bits and and Joaquin Phoenix to get back to him he'd be a if he was on to to, to party oh jeez we could make something good together you know? yeah but he won't do it will he he just won't no, do that he won't that's right no 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 well it's funny the review I'd, I'd love to know what your your um reviewers your film reviewers that come on your show say about the movie because the early reviews I I see that haven't been that thrilling on on him they say it's a great right. you know great battle scenes um but other than that it's 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 not not that fantastic yeah he doesn't put a lot of emotion into it from what i hear i've not seen it yet but i hear he's just not very emotional in it which is a little odd he's napoleon for christ's sake you know right. yes yeah 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 well, the um I saw that uh, leave the world. Uh, leave the leave the world behind yesterday, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Julia Roberts and look, the people are going to like it. I, I some people may love it. I didn't only I didn't love it uh, only because um, it's that Sam Esmail who I love. He, he created Mr. Robot, and the first two seasons of Mr. Robot I, I loved, and then that just he went so much into the conspiracy theory rabbit hole in that show. By the end of it, I don't even think he knew what was going on in Mr. Robot because I, I definitely didn't as a fan of that show. And I'm watching this show going, oh, I, I hope he can get me back on track because I, I do love his writing and directing and I love sort of that, you know, the, the world controlled by 10 men and villains and, and I'm watching it and I'm just getting I'm, I'm got that same feeling where I'm not fulfilled. I think I've got to an age of my life where I still want my movies with a bit of a bow tie, you know, all wrapped up nicely at the end. And uh, this movie doesn't do that uh, for me. So, um, you know, and it's interesting to see Julia Roberts uh, on screen. There's a few cool moments there where a little a little moment where there's a pretty woman moment in it and there's some goofy mm-hmm. dancing from her. But uh, um, And she's still great to look at and, you know, it takes me back to my wet dream days. I think I had my first wet oh dream my. over Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was a big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big moment, Brittany. That was she's my era. Julia Good to Roberts. know. Good to know. I yep, just... yep, yep. Yeah, don't worry. I didn't go. I didn't walk out onto the the, the country streets and try and take down a prostitute. Uh, okay. In, in the hope of you know finding my. You know, well, you were already my, my finished. Era. I don't know why you didn't even venture out. Yeah, but that pretty woman really. God, jeez, that movie really got me going. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I tried to get girls. You know, in the equivalent of my prom that night, try to entice them with strawberries and champagne. Yeah. And that didn't work. Yeah. No. That, yeah. That, that, so, um, but, um, yeah, but Julia Roberts was, a, a, again, we had a good time with her, Tom, didn't we, when I was on 
on your show back in the oh, days no when oh, she wouldn't talk she would not talk to me as I stood outside her Broadway show for three weeks <laughs> and every time I'd put the microphone under her mouth she would purse her lips and start talking to other people um, yeah. because on the first night I was there when on her opening night I recited lines from all of her movies um, there were 200 people out there most of them Ooh. were from the Midwest you know on those traveling theatre Broadway groups all young th- theatre students. And I, I would yell out to her as she came out, I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love him. And, um, <laughs> and, and, um, and uh, I was yelling at them at the crowd of you know, uh, Broadway theatre students from you know, um, you know, Omaha um, were in t- fit, fits of laughter and absolutely loved it. Um, until the following night, uh, her number one security bodyguard, movie star bodyguard in the world, uh, he's this massive black dude, super slick, um, took me down an alleyway just off Broadway around the Ooh. corner. And uh, I said, I'm going to get beaten up here. But if he beats me up, this is going to be solid gold radio tomorrow morning. Anyway, he um, he started doing the – he was negotiating with me. It was like a movie. Like he had all these techniques. Uh, he knew my name. He knew everything about me. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool what he's doing, but please hit me. This is going to be great radio if you hit me. And, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, when you're just ready to take the punch or, or, or so you put me up against the wall, I'm just, and he starts saying, you cannot yell at a woman like that. She's a mother. You're, you're yelling things out to her that were very disturbing. I'm like, dude, I was reciting lines from all of her movies. Are you, right. Are you, are you, are you an idiot? Like yeah. I was, I, that's when I went, this is better than him hitting me. He, she, Julia Roberts and her, the guy did not have any clue of what I was uh, yelling out. And if Julia was you know, smart, she would have had a laugh and enjoyed that, maybe said a line back to me. Anyway, uh, the, following, the following day, I'm back out there again and she's not talking to me every time you know, she walks out of the theatre after her performance. Uh, a police officer, NYPD, there's cops everywhere down there. They sort of patrol the Broadway streets and he takes me for a walk down an alleyway. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Now I've got a, got a police officer. <laughs> the police officer goes, oh, Blanksy. And I'm like, great. He knows my well, he knows my name, which is good, but he called me Blanksy instead of Brad. He goes, Blanksy, oh, we're loving hearing about this on the radio. We're all the, bo- the guys at the precinct think this is hilarious. The fact that you called him a whacking hut security guard this morning Oh, so we've nicknamed him Whack and Hut as well. So they sit there called Whack. I didn't even know what Whack and Hut was, but apparently it's a, like a mall cop. Is a Whack and Hut a mall cop yeah, or something? Yeah, I think I that's yeah. right. Anyway, Whack and Hut firm or whatever. You know, um, and and uh, so they started calling the number one Hollywood uh, bodyguard in the world Whack and Hut for the whole Broadway run of Julia Roberts' uh, performances there Broadway. Anyway, her show came out. Like that was for the uh, preview runs and a show came out like three weeks later. And it was the one that Oprah Oprah pr- produced. It. Bradley Cooper was in it and Paul Rudd before they really you know, mm-hmm. took off. And uh, Three Days of Rain, it was called. And on opening night, the New York Times panned it. So I think oh. I got the last laugh for Julia. Yeah. Not, um, yes, uh, not talking to me. But I still love her. And, and she's my first sexual moment that I didn't have to really do anything. <laughs> oh, boy, like, look at the time. Yeah, we yeah, have to go. Yes, yes, uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tom. Yes. Brad, yeah. how... We yeah. got to have you back all the time. It's got to be yes, just yeah, like no, I'm coming days, back on. I will come back on next it. week. Yes, yes, and I've got to get some interviews, you know, um, and 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 I'll I'll find some more movies that I can talk about. Not give a review, just give my take and see if I, you know, uh, offended their star at one stage of my career. Yeah. Let me ask you this in closing. I am very, very concerned 
that movie theaters are are they in big trouble, Brad? Do oh, I think not so. Yeah, movie? it's too yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and, and you know, know it's and I know I know you're a movie lover and I'm a movie lover yep. and and I just I just go I I don't know I pee a lot. So I have troubles going to the bathroom. Um, you know, I mean, once, you know, but anyway, um, during it. Yeah, so I'm like, how are movies going to keep working? And, I, and I've, seen, I've seen two movies this week, and I swear I haven't seen two movies in three months, but I went and sat in a theatre and saw them. So I, I love the moment, but it's getting harder and harder. Like films that, like a comedy, sadly, that I don't have to see, I'll wait till it streams now, like a, a big movie comedy. Right. You know, like, like Dumb Money, you know, the... Um, Wall Street movie, Dumb Money. I watched it online. You know, I, I wait. I said, I'm not going to pay the 20 to see it in the theater. I'll wait till... Yeah, anyway, I, I'm sure a lot of people are going through that. No, no, of course. We watched, we watched yeah. Genie, which is in the theaters, you know, uh, the new movie yeah. that's out right now, Christmas movie called Genie. We watched it on television. Yeah. I would have yeah. loved to go and see that in the theater, but it's right here, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, you pill. It's great having you back, man. <laughs> okay, I yeah, love yeah, having no, you back on well, thanks, mate. Thank you. Yeah, great to see everyone. Great, great crew. Well done, Tom. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. I gotta, I'll, next week, I'll tell you about my trip to Australia. But I just oh, did. I want to hear it. The caravan yeah. park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My to... dad sells caravans. Number one yeah, seller. He's absolutely. 80 years old and still selling. Anyway. I love it. Thanks, Brad. Ladies and gentlemen, I've uh, been working with Brad Blanks for 20 some years. He said 20 years. I think it's a little more than that, but he just yeah. a lovely guy. And I love closing with the story that he, he said, Tom, do me a favor. Drive me through your old neighborhood. I want to see it. That's a terrible impression. I do understand. That's pretty good. But I he got in the car. I put the top down on the Mustang. We're driving down Plymouth Avenue. He's looking and there's a drug deal going down this alley. There's another drug deal over here. There's a fight up over here. We get to the light and four people walk over to the car to tell me what a nice car it is. But they're coming at us. And he goes, Tom. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was fun. I just wish he would wake up a little bit and have some energy in the morning I, when he joins the come show. On. Right. He is my favorite I person. I love, I love him. Anytime you're with him, he's like that hundred percent. That's not put on. That is him a thousand percent. I know. It's just a, it's a great point, Brittany, because he is such a nice man, sweetheart of a guy, loves doing the show. So thank you so much. Uh Tevin for, for going after him and he's going to be on a lot and I cannot wait because he is absolutely terrific. Yeah. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. 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 We'll figure out a time slot that works every week for him yeah. and see if we can love it. Absolutely love it. we got to take a break. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Don't tell me what to do, sister. You heard me. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Chris Eggert. Oh, by the way, ooh, I got some no, no, never mind. I'll, we'll, we'll do the intro first, and then we'll get to that other stuff. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. I just wanted to mention very quickly, got a call last night from Paul Mercurio, who, by the way, has a Broadway show now. Did you guys know? You guys know Paul Mercurio, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tevin, I think you were the first one that brought him in along all those years. You brought him to the show for the first time from... Uh, from Rick Bronson, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm not sure if that's the first time he was on the show, but I know we definitely made a couple of stops down to see you. He's a big shot now. He's doing his play. He's going to bring his play to, uh, I guess it's on Broadway and the whole deal. He's bringing it, bringing it to Orlando. He's traveling all over the United States with his play, now big shot. Wow. But he wants to come in uh, and do both shows on the 
what would that be? The fifteenth of December. That's a Friday, isn't it? Uh, let's see here. I believe I so. It was a Friday, if I remember correctly. Maybe. Yes, yes that's a Friday. Excellent. So yeah, he'll be. I just want to give you a heads up because he wants to come in and do the last half hour of the first show and then be on the whole hour for the family. And Paul, you ever spend any time with Paul like off the air? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit of time. He's an interesting guy to follow around. <laughs> he's got a take on everything. Yeah, he's a very like not almost like squirrely kind of energy to him where he's just all over the place and you're like paul where how do we get start talking about xyz topic i didn't even see this random person going to so it makes sense how he's so funny because he yeah, he has a take on everything and he's just very observant and no notices every little detail he and rick bronson came uh gave me a call and said hey you want to go golfing I, I said yeah sounds good well where do you want to take us Oh, so you called me to take you golfing. Is that what you're actually saying here? <laughs> which, which coming, hearing that about Rick, that is probably the best compliment he can pay you because he's the type of person where he knows every great place to go and every, oh, yeah. like I know everybody. So for him to defer to you says a lot about uh, what he thinks of you. Well, except for the fact it was free for him and expensive for me. So well, he's there is, he is frugal, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> he is frugal. But the great reason I bring that up is Paul would not be, not that I am any spectacular golfer myself, but Paul is a lot worse than I am. Let me put it that way. <laughs> he made a putt on the 16th green and ran around circles on the green for about five minutes because he made one putt the entire day. <laughs> All right, Paulie Mercurio is coming on the show. He's coming to town. Looking forward to it. Uh, he'll be at Rick Bronson's house comedy, so I, that's a that's the ticket there. Chris, we got houses burning to the ground, and uh, and where was that? Virginia was that where it was, Tevin? Yep, yeah, <clears throat> I think so. But any horrible news that you have, Mister Eggert? Oh, I've got all kinds of horrible news, Tom. Well, I mean, where do you want me to start? Uh, no, well. you know, it was actually a pretty quiet. Uh, night overnight, there was a um, a fire at an, a homeless encampment in Minneapolis. It was over. Um, sounds like somebody got hurt, but we haven't heard much more about that. Um, so, and then there's a little bit of snow this morning, but it was nothing major. I guess the big thing we had yesterday was this semi truck that went off the road and um, so, somehow slammed into a, a dentist office, a building that had a couple different things in it, including a dentist office. Uh, three people were hurt, but none of them seriously, it sounds like. Um, I've heard from a lot of people who live in the area there, uh, White Bear Lake, and they're really mystified as to how the truck ended up where it did. Um, but nah, nobody's really explaining how it all worked out. So so the driver okay? Uh, he was one of the people. Well, I shouldn't say he. I don't know that it's a he. Mm -hmm. I made an assumption. Um, that, that person was hurt. But it doesn't sound like seriously. Well, you know, I have to agree with what your take on that one, because uh, every time I run into Brittany, she's singing six days on the road and I'm going to make it home tonight. <laughs> and I have one of those. Oh, God, I want to say stick with the thing. But I feel like, is that mean? What? Stick little, with the thing? The stick with the like. Oh, holy... with the knapsack. They're like the <laughs> bandana handkerchief that's like. Yeah, but I kind of hate myself right yeah, now. Are you saying that? <laughs> truck drivers use one of those hobo sticks you don't, don't think 
They have a giant semi. That's true. Okay, I don't know why I thought they were living like a gypsy-like life. I don't know. Side note: Have you guys seen how impressive some of these semi trucks are nowadays? I, they oh, come, yeah. they come mm-hmm. across like my TikTok feed, Me too. and it's just like a guy's like, "All right, time to be done for the day," and he like yeah. seatbelts his door closed and like pulls this curtain shut, and then he walks back through this small door, and there's like a jacuzzi and a fridge, <laughs> and he's got like not actually, but it's essentially, and then he's got like a like a movie theater set up back there. It's just it's insane. It's yeah. crazy how nice these Essentially things are. Essentially an apartment on wheels. It's, yeah. um, that's actually really funny because my algorithm shows me that as well, and I've showed a little bit of interest, I think, because I know about the seatbelt around <laughs> the door. You put the seat top, you put the seatbelt around the door handle and then lock it in so even if they, like, break open, they can't open the door. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's a good huh. idea. Yeah, but... Brittany, you should Makes get you a... wonder, like, why is that? Why am I watching any of that? I've never slept in a parking lot. It's interesting, in though. It's interesting. Yeah, Brittany, you should get a stick with a little knapsack at the end and start your truck driving <laughs> career. You should absolutely. And by the way, Brittany, or anyone, what does hobo stand for? Ooh, um, I have no idea. See? I don't think many people do know what hobo actually stands for and why they carried a knapsack over their shoulder with a, with a stick. It's short for whole boy. They would travel from town to town to town and work on the farm fields. And that act stick where the sack was actually was a hoe. Oh, that oh. makes sense. Oh. Hobo. I, I thought yeah, you were too, Tom. Yeah, that does make me wonder because it's the least efficient way to carry something is adding a giant stick to your life. So that makes a lot well, of sense. Over that's your, your tool. That's your yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. now that makes sense. I never questioned yeah. it prior. Oh, I like, gotcha. yeah. Why they would yeah. create a contraption. When you said whole boy, I thought you were going to go with like, oh boy, look who's coming into town now. (laughs) Oh boy, now there's trouble. Oh boy. That makes more sense. (laughs) I did a a story a couple months back with interstate truck driving school in South St. Paul and like drove a semi. It was really cool. Uh, And dude, think about that. That's your job. You're at work. You're like, well, I'm done with work. (laughs) That's it. Well, I'm home. I mean, you just lay down, you go to sleep, right. you go into the <laughs> truck stop, find yourself a nice lady to bed for the evening. And- whoa, whoa. What are you Jesus. Now we're talking about lizard lot just or kidding. lot lizards? That's a fable. That doesn't really exist. You're lying through your teeth. It There's does no exist and you know it. There's no prostitution at truck stops oh, okay. Just a little Urban legend. Sometimes I don't leave the house because I'll you know, broadcast from home. And yeah. I find it super depressing. So I think it'd be hard for me to sleep where I work. Huh. I sleep here a lot, actually. Do you? Yeah. During the news. Yeah, yeah. Most days. <laughs> like if I've got if I've got something where I've got to be like in St. Paul an hour and a half or so after I'm done with work, I'm not gonna drive all the way home and then get there and then turn around and have to go back. So yeah. There's a couple of places you can hide here at the old uh, media house and oh, yeah. uh, catch a little cat nap. I just had like a nice uh, 45 to 55 minute one um, last week. See? Ooh. Very efficient. Very, very efficient. That's you guys know uh, this morning shift, y'all can sleep anywhere, anytime. Like it yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, I only did that for 37 years. Get up at four o'clock in the morning. That was a thrill. That's what I mean. I mean, you know, you and you take those naps where you can get them. 
Oh yeah. I've never, I was never a good napper though. I never did from the time I literally took that job. I, I lost all ability to, to sleep without uh, taking like relaxium or something like that. Yeah. I cannot just fall asleep. I can't do it. I get it. I get it. Ish. Nobody responds to my ish. Well, I can't say anything because I'm still on the shift, and I'm so grateful for it. But Yes. So let's make that very clear. The gratitude that we all have for our positions. No, really. But, the, you know, the hours are the hours. That's the way it is. No, it's a whole different deal. But going from being in the record business where I slept every day till 11 o'clock to now, oh, you got to get up at four in the morning, seven hours earlier. Yeah, that was a that was a very comfortable shift right there. Yeah, well, that's two very that's drastic, drastic. Uh, like times of operation. Like the music industry, concerts are all late at night. You got to yeah. be up and yep. schmoozing people, and then yeah, radio. You're up at the crack of dawn. Not a not a good transition. It was a hell of a shift. That's why voiceover was so much fun. You just showed up in the middle of the day, and it didn't really interfere with anything. It was fantastic. You know. So what else is in the news, Pally? Eh, oh, the uh, some of the Oxford words of the year are out. Did you guys have this earlier? You know, mm-hmm. the Oxford Dictionary, um, they always come out with like a couple of pop culture words that they want to get entered into sure. the, the vocabulary. Um, so their, let's see, their word of the year is Riz. Ooh. <laughs> Tom, I would love to know. Don't. Be saying Tom. No, yeah, I, Tom. I would love to know what you think. Tom, what you think? What does Riz, Riz mean? Do you want me? I can use it for you in a sentence if you want. That woman has Riz all over her chest. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, there is a connection there. Oh no! Oh, there is. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I thought you were talking about like a necklace. No, decoriz, decor, Cancel the show. Oh, it's not Back that. Up. Go to commercial. Chris, if you want to leave, I understand. <laughs> okay, now I got to know what the hell this oh, means because I. Hey, but you're not that far off no. because that can happen well, if you have Riz. So, so, uh, in, like, you, in order <laughs> to get Catherine to fall in love with it, you had to Riz her up. Oh God! Let me go back then and take that away. I did. It was a necklace. That's what. It, there you a go. pearl necklace. Oh, that's not any no, better, Brittany. That's not, that's not oh any better, God. Brittany. We're done. No, oh, it's a God. song by ZZ Top. You nerds. Uh, Riz is short for charisma, Tom. Yeah. Well, that's so not that's, bad. Just charisma that's all over. Say, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. why AJ said you had to Riz her up. It's yeah. like you're flirting with her essentially. Like you're you have game. Well, that's not bad. Why no. were you guys no. so upset? Uh, yeah. Just the way that you why? used it was yeah. not. Well, risen all over. I was adoring. Oh Jesus! I, what What are you guys reading into this? I was adoring this woman. You need to keep your wrist to yourself, Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just you guys are filthy. <laughs> well, on that note, I think I'm going to go um, go back and do my other job right now. <laughs> Chris has that news anchor Riz. Yeah, he's got the news anchor Riz that he's got to do. Oh my so gosh! Charismatic. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charisma, charismatic. I will say that the four of you show a lot of Riz. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. A lot of charisma. I'm young, dumb, and full of riz. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, now you made it much worse. You guys just I'm, I'm actually pretty low on riz. I've been pretty low on riz for about the last 20 years. It boy, look at the time. Hey, it happened. <laughs> what are you, what are you I didn't. Boy, doing? but 
I still understand the reaction because it's charismatic. There, that woman's got riz all over. Yeah, She's very charismatic. Totally on her chest. What? Specifically, AJ's got a, gonna vomit. <laughs> Just... <laughs> We're doubling down on her. Like we're doubling down Chris on her. Oh. Chris just left. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. We gotta go. All right, you guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Okay. Bye. And tomorrow we're gonna do the word that starts with a G. No, so no. I don't... Run. Go. Yeah, run quickly. Honest to God, you guys. What an overreaction. That That's was all amazing. So if you have Riz, you have char- charisma. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So why don't we just say charisma? Why do we shorten it to Riz? Why do kids do anything? That's like yeah, why, like, um, what is it? What's the recent one? Like style, if like it, it's been shortened to sty. Like Tevin, that shirt's that shirt's sty. So much. You know what that is? That's like suburban white boys trying to be inner city. That's all what that is. is. It's, it's, they're trying way too hard. It's all it is is trying to create something to exclude people and and it's not yeah. neg- not a yeah. negative it's just mm-hmm. like a common thing that happens with kids is wanting to have their own thing and take it if riz is your biggest awesome no my the biggest one i have is stfu that's my favorite one shut the front up shut the front up yes, that's what it means to shut the front up yep. that's exactly right <laughs> i can't wait till next word next words the word of the year is got and we have to explain that one Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, I got to read Tevin this. Knows. I'm going to show my charisma right now by reading this. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation. Number is 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert. Yeah, see, that's the one thing I really adore. But you know what? I got to be honest with you because I have a lot of – and I never knew this was going to happen. It just kind of did happen. But I've made friends with a lot of TV news anchors, whether it was Paul Majors and, you know, Frank Vassalero is a great friend of the family. And Don Shelby, obviously, Jeff Passel was a chief news anchor. I never, I don't know why it is I got to know so many news anchors, but in general, they've got a lot of riz. They do. Don't you think? Yeah. I think they are riz to the brim. Riz, you're going to make AJ vomit if you don't stop. No, we've had, we have some people, some listeners uh, emailing in. Trevor, oh, Trevor no. says LMAO all caps Riz all over her chest. We got to see this on video. So Tevin, Charisma. Yeah. Oh, this a... this Riz clip is getting clipped and putting on social media immediately after the show. <laughs> Why? It just she has a lot of charisma. Yeah, guys, yeah. get your mind out of her, everybody. You're so filthy. You're you guys filthy are gross. Things. Yeah, they're gross. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> right. No question about it. Oh, we got to probably go to go to break here. Should we go to break? Yeah, we got to riz up the advertisers. <laughs> They've got a lot of charisma. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, I, okay, uh, warning from Uncle Tommy. If you're going to shorten a word, then don't run it by me because <laughs> of what just happened, apparently. Oh, it wasn't even okay. intentional. It just kind of happened. But oh. you guys fell apart immediately, which meant, oh, that's what they're thinking. Yep. Yeah, top oh, three moment of the show. I do understand. <laughs> I do understand why it happened. All right, we'll be right back right after this.